Big Dog Ball Talk with Matt Eichhorn and Jordan Flegel. Jordan, nice. Uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty uh, accredited right now, as per usual. Uh, I mm-hmm. I find, and I, I've said this before, but nicknames. I feel that if you can just you know rattle one off yourself and just keep yeah. that narrative, then people will eventually believe it. It'll eventually be uh, you know attached to your name, like me calling myself the Big Dog. That was never yeah. a thing before this podcast, but then I started. No, no kind of ironically and then people started saying it ironically to me and now it's just kind of like something people call me randomly so i mean that's kind of yeah, a, it's, it's kind of a it's neat not ironic anymore no no i am the big dog um yeah. but what well, and so one of the other things a, a title i used to put on myself a, a top 10 percent in the world global population and doing the worm i'm not very i have no yeah, I had no idea where you got that. Yeah. I, that's definitely wrong. But, I just did um, the math one day okay. and I realized it's only like 600 million people. There's definitely, you know, there's like children out there. They aren't doing the worms. You know, people who are physically unable to, right. uh, people who are like malnourished, have illnesses, uh, whatever. You know, there's so many fucking people out there that are going to have such a, like, I'm going to have already a leg up just naturally being who I am. So I think that I could crack in the top 10%. Uh, but I, I think okay. You, well, it's clear that you did fail that math class. We've talked about it before. Was it <laughs> no, what was that grade ten? No, what was the grade you got? Ten percent. Like, uh, yeah, maybe if you're if you're ruling out all the people who physically can't do the worm, mm-hmm. you're ahead of them. But I think your bottom percentile no uh, from that on up, because I've yeah. seen you do it before. And I'm good. It's okay, and it's I keep okay, getting better. But, hey, but it's not bad. You uh, can't say I'm bad at it. Well. <laughs> Better, better than, than average me. person. You're better than me, so I'll give it. So, I'll hey, give it there to you. Go. And I'm a pretty so, average person. So here's so, my okay. here's my new Maybe claim, right. a new title to put on myself. Uh, something that I've talked to. Uh, I, I've only started running this through focus groups. This is my debut of this. This is going out to uh, the hundreds okay. and thousands and millions of people around the globe. Uh, I believe right now in my cur- my right now no no combat sports training nothing unless you include my my orange belt and karate when I was like seven. Wait, did, hold on. Did you ever fight anyone at uh, lunch, uh, shooting around at lunch at OCVI? No, did, that, did that was partake? somebody else. That was somebody okay. else that we, uh, uh, we know. Tyrone <laughs> got into it at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, T-Raw uh, <laughs> got into one. Uh, Nico had a little bit of a scuffle. I, yeah, I always yeah. stayed out of it too. So Nobody anyway. nobody wanted the heat with me except for after gym class when I got sucker punched by Gath Tourette's. But that's a story <laughs> for another day. Um, the, uh, the the my, my new claim is that in, in fist-to-fist, one-on-one, but you could just like, book a time there's not there's not a 70 year old person on the planet that i couldn't beat in face in (laughs) hand-to-hand combat no way i mean chuck norris is out there how old is chuck he's got to be close he's got to be up there chuck norris age He's 81 years old, Matt. Okay. Oh, I would put that old man you. in the ground. Sorry, oh, guys. My. All Chuck that, Norris. all all those Chuck Norris yeah. jokes would be applied to me. I'd suck the soul out of that guy. Pause. Oh, uh, hey, <laughs> oh. I, I really do believe that. I, I actually think I might have said 70-year-old women the first time, but I'm no, no. I'll throw that on the gauntlet. Okay. I'll say any 70-year-old. I'll take on any 70-year-old now. All right. You know, I'll I'll set something up and we'll Perfect. test you out. Uh, yeah. Whenever uh, you know, if yeah, any of your relatives that are 70 plus, let's uh, let's schedule it. We'll we'll set a date. Um, but sure. everybody, welcome to Big Dog Ball Talk. I'm the Big Dog Mad Acorn with a little pup, Jordan Flegel, and uh, another big night of of hoops. Big day of football yep. as well. Uh, hope. Uh, oh my God! Yeah. The divisional rounds, crazy. What crazy. a weekend it's been. Amazing day, yeah. And, and uh, for any uh, MMA fans, I mean UFC 270. That was a oh, yeah. pretty banging card. Uh, main event, a little bit underwhelming, but uh, maybe that's something for another day. But uh, 
definitely, definitely excited to start talking about this game, Jordan. It just finished as we're recording. Uh, the Utah Jazz just coming short at the buzzer to yep. the Golden State Warriors. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich hits the ISO step back, and it just rimmed out. You know, everybody in the building thought for a second it was going down. Uh, yep. Maybe not the shot, though, that the the Jazz wanted at that time because, you know, he hit the first one. I don't think it was a bad thing to have the ball in Boyan's hands. But yep. I just don't think that he's kind of that, even though he's hit shots like this before. So I can't say that he's not that guy because he's done it before. I believe he hit one against Houston once at the buzzer. Yeah, uh, yeah, he D- did. But but again, that wasn't, uh, you know, a, a step back, I don't believe. But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, I mean, what did you think of that last second shot? Yeah, it, it, you're right. Like, it, it, you can't say it was a horrible shot. He got a clean look at it and it it went halfway in that sucker. Like, I thought maybe it was going down for a second. And then... Royce O'Neal had a pretty good opportunity to tip it back in too, which also rimmed out. So, you know, the, the jazz had their opportunity there, but you're right. I don't think it was the ideal shot in the grand scheme of things. Like it was kind of, you know, the jazz got the ball back semi slash early transition. Uh, and there was time to attack the rim. Uh, and l- late in a game like that, when you're only down by two um, and you've got this energy after, you know, getting yourselves back into the game, I thought maybe if he attacked the rim, put pressure on the official to make a call if there's any contact or, you know, if the defense the Warriors defense collapses in on you, then you kick it out for a three and, and maybe find an open guy. So I, I think they definitely could have got a, a better shot at it, but uh, you know, I, I think Boyan did get a pretty clean look, all things considered. And uh, when you're on the road, sometimes, you know, the, the idea of overtime uh, is, is a little bit, you know, t- too much to fathom. You, you sometimes away teams, uh, tend to uh, you know favor going for the win in those situations. So uh, it, it was a, it was a pretty good clean shot, and, and the Jazz put up a big uh, you know a good fight without Donovan Mitchell. So um, just just uh, you know credit to the Warriors for for sticking it out and, and winning that one. But definitely think that they could have got a, a a better shot overall uh, at the end of the day there. For sure, and I mean the uh, the Warriors shorthanded here, no Draymond, no Clay, uh, and Steph Curry, an uncharacteristically bad game, uh, yeah. kind of was off uh, shooting the ball, but uh, you know the supporting cast really stepped up for them, uh, especially Jordan Poole. Uh, you know he, he yeah. had the he had the ankle breaker on uh, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a great one to watch. Uh, hit a lot of nice three. I think he had five uh, at the half or something. He was shooting a, a pretty high clip too. Um, yeah. but uh, four I, for I, nine, four for nine, four for nine, uh, total on the yeah. game. Yeah. So, but yeah, he, he was, he was solid shooting the ball yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. In, in that first half. I mean, obviously the second half and especially the fourth quarter, the, uh, the jazz really were able to kind of take over a little bit more, uh, and insert their dominance and their size. But, uh, you know, overall, uh, for both teams, uh, there was great shooting, uh, with, you know, even with uh, some of the stars out, I mean, Donovan Mitchell also, uh, not in this game. And I, I think there was yeah. a lot of times in this game, when you know they're moving the rock around, but they just didn't have a guy who could just go and get that easy bucket. Yeah. Uh, and, and in a game this close, when you know uh, the Warriors were down, some of their uh, you know two of their arguably their best defenders, uh, you really really wish you had a guy like that in a game like this because I think if Donovan Mitchell plays, the the Jazz probably win this one pretty safe. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. And and it's true, kind of on both sides, like especially with Steph struggling. Um, no one really had that high of a point total in the end. Like Jordan Poole uh, led the Warriors and Bogdanovich led the uh, the Jazz, but, you know, 20 and, and 21 respectively. And then yeah. uh, a lot of guys, you know, hovering between 10 and 15 points. Like there was no one who really uh, offensively, you know, put, put, put their sort of fingerprints all over this game. Um, and uh, yeah, like the, 
the Warriors obviously were able to do just enough and, and they've still kind of got the bones um, even without Draymond who they've been missing so much and uh, kind of big, big injury news. We're also kind of waiting on that's really kind of affecting this stretch of the season for them. Cause uh, you know, we, we've, we've mentioned it before they miss him on defense, but just as much, I would say on offense, like when, when Steph Curry has a bad game, yeah, you can maybe attribute it to him, but uh, when he's out there without Draymond, that's like, you know, playing without his, uh, you know, his other half uh, because Draymond does so much to give, you know, Steph the space that he needs to create the open shots to, you know, uh, hit him when he's coming off of screens and the split action that they like to run. And, uh, you know, they're, they're really missing him on both ends of the floor. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, yeah, the, the, the Warriors, you know, Wiggins still did his thing. He, he had 14 and five didn't shoot the ball particularly well, especially Missed from three, but so many open threes. I can't, yeah, I know. Wiggins. And then, yeah, no, nothing, just bricks. But, uh, but yeah, but, but, you know, their, their defense is still, uh, legit, even without Draymond, like, mm-hmm. uh, obviously it, it, it's not quite as elite, but Otto Porter played some good minutes, had a big block there, uh, late in that game. And, uh, you know, on, uh, on the jazz side, it, it's, it, it's true. Like we, we sort of criticize them and, and talk about them as a regular season team. Um, but, and they're even more that like, they're, they're even more, uh, worthy of that kind of criticism when they don't have Donovan Mitchell, like they're only a uh, guy who can go out and get his own shot. Everybody else, even though, you know, Bogdanovich can do that sometimes everybody else is kind of, uh, uh, you know, what, what, what you'd call kind of like a system player, like yeah, guys yeah. who, uh, you know, need, need an offensive system around them to get, to get them a shot. Um, and they're really good at their roles in doing that, but yeah, without Donovan Mitchell, the the Jazz just didn't have the uh, the star firepower to 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 get this one over the edge. Yeah, uh, and one of the things that you know we definitely need to talk about, and uh, you know, Big Dog uh, of the Month award coming up uh, in a week's time. You know, uh, yeah. next Monday uh, will be when we're giving out the hardware that everybody's looking for. No uh, Frenchman though, Matt. No well, Frenchman. It's against the rules. I think that, uh, you know, Gobert, so the guy that, you know, I was going to mention, we, we keep saying, you know, he has the numbers. He's been right there on the cusp of winning the award. But, like, after a performance this, like this, I mean, he had 18 rebounds. But yeah. he's he's sneaky. He's a stat-padding guy, man. And, yeah. like, he really is. I, I, I watch him, and he d- doesn't impact the game. And he walks away with, like, 12 and 18 just from being in the right place and taking up so much size. I was like – I, he, I thought he had such an underwhelming game. Kevon Looney killed him down low yeah, today. Yeah, I it really yeah. did really, really did handle him on the block. And when you're giving up that much size, both length, height, and weight, uh, and, and you're able to take on your guy, that's just all heart and all dedication. And I mean, Rudy Gobert, well, we've kind of questioned that before uh, with him. So I, yeah. I, I, I want to get your take on this, but uh, should this be something that, you know, we need to start talking about like is Gobert, you know, maybe losing a bit of a step here. Are, are the Warriors not even needing James Wiseman to even come back? Like, is that is Looney actually going to be working out? Cause I mean, he's been on a bit of a hot streak uh, in all honesty. Yeah. I mean, I, I was, I was kind yeah. of uh, talking down on his name there for a bit, but I mean, he, he had another solid game and he's uh, he's continuing to hold it down low. I mean, he's a veteran guy. He's uh, he's an NBA champion. So, I mean, maybe yeah. uh, this is time that we re- put some respect on his name. Well, like, I, I, I don't think you were wrong to kind of criticize him for, for what he, sort of his play so far in his career, because it's true. I don't think he would have made nearly as much of an impact if he wasn't playing for an organization like the Warriors, like mm-hmm. with so many other guys. But the Warriors, you know, the, the way their team has been set up for years now with the star power between Steph and Clay and then Draymond playing that, 
you know, sometimes the four and a lot of times the five, their center spot can almost be anybody. You, you just have to be a good, you just have to sort of understand what the Warriors in general want to do offensively and defensively. You don't actually have to be that talented. Like we saw Zaza Pachulia, Pachulia yeah, play that yeah. role, uh, you know, when, when the, the Warriors were winning championships. When, you when almost all star. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, a- Andrew Bogut was a little bit more than that when the Warriors were first coming up and, and he was important. But, uh, you know, I-, I think the Warriors still would have been successful with a less talented center. Like uh, a-, a really good center has never really been that big of a part of their game plan. And um, Looney, for-, for all his flaws and the fact that he's undersized and, uh, you know, can't do much beyond sort of rebound and, and screen he does know uh, how to sort of be successful in the system. And that's super valuable when it comes to the Warriors who rely so much on that. Like they're not, they're not a team who can just pick up any sort of random and quote unquote talented guy um, and just, you know, have them thrive uh, no matter what, like you have to understand how to play with Stephen Clay and with Draymond and even with Iggy and these other guys uh, to, to be successful in the system. And, yeah, I, I just think the the reason Kevin Looney, uh, Kevon Looney's been you know playing well this year and can have a a, a decent game like this uh, you know pr- pretty often is just because he he understands where to be, he understands the spots, he understands the plays, um, and uh, yeah, you you don't have to be a a guy who kind of jumps off the stat sheet uh, to to be successful in that role. And uh, like when it when it comes to Gobert, like we we've talked about the fact that he's kind of unpopular among other guys and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, in in the league and when it comes to any criticism, no matter how kind of unfair and unfounded you think it is, there's always like a sliver of truth in, in the stuff uh, or there, there tends to be at least. And I I think it's true. Like Rudy Gobert, he, he has an insanely massive contract. I think one of the biggest ever when he signed it uh, for, for a big man, Mm -hmm. Um, uh, you know, and and the jazz obviously obviously had to do it, but he got criticism from like guys like Shaq and, and uh, you know, uh, other kind of, guys who have played that position Shaq and, also and, just will hate on any center well yeah Shaq, Shaq, Shaq hates all centers it's true but uh like he, he, when you look at Rudy Gobert he he does only play one side of the ball like when yeah. whenever he gets like he he has no sort of post repertoire he obviously can't shoot the ball um offensively his only value and it is of great value uh is as a screener like that's a super mm-hmm. important thing that he does for that Utah offense like he opens up so many opportunities for, you know, Conley and Mitchell as ball handlers and then all the other shooters, but he himself has no offensive bag at all. So, you know, when, when you're missing a guy like Mitchell and you expect to, you know, buy someone like, uh, you know, Gobert, the, the, the amount he's being paid and the amount, um, you know, that he's his importance to your team, you'd think he'd be able to chip in a little bit more offensively, but he just can't do it. Um, And then, you know, when you, when you think about, what he does defensively uh, like he had zero blocks in this game. So like when, when he's not on defensively, he's really not someone uh, you know, who, who brings much value and you would, you would expect more from a guy being paid that much. And so important to a quote unquote, you know, uh, contending team. So I think that's the issue with Gobert and kind of all, all, all the criticism that's kind of surrounding him is just that, yeah, he's good for what he does, but, uh, there's still so many holes in his game. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, there, there's nothing really, really you can do when, when you're that size and you're this far into your career. I don't expect him to be able, you know, to start fucking hitting threes or, you know, backing dudes down or anything like that. But um, I, I do think some of the criticism about him is 
uh, legit when, when you, uh, you know, think about when, when, yeah, uh, when the jazz are missing Mitchell or, or other guys, you expect someone like that to be able to step up. Um, mm-hmm. but it's just not in his, his repertoire to do it. So that's well, just the reality for, for the jazz. Yeah. And, and again, a, a bit of a poor, uh, performance from some of the, those guys, uh, that really should have stepped up without Donovan Mitchell on that lineup. I mean, Rudy Gay, I thought had a pretty solid overall. Yeah. Yeah. He played game. well. Yeah. He, he was really, he had that one deep three that I was like, Holy shit. Like I, I, wish he was doing that like five years ago six years ago um but uh a a great game by him nonetheless i mean uh and and also damian lee on the warriors uh he had a strong game uh gary payton the second uh also uh doing his thing but jordan clarkson former six man of the year get your shit together brother uh (laughs) ankle snatch you airball the three i mean it was was looking ugly joe ingles looking more and more like a dude that like everyone always says he looks like the guy you at the la fitness or the y he's looking a lot more like that guy even on the court now so yeah uh, it's true hopefully i think i think he might be traded yeah i i think he'll 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 definitely be uh because he's got a decent sized contract so uh keep keep your eyes on these guys who are both were uh you know top getters last year in six man of the year award so a bit of a fall from grace uh we'll we'll see if that's something to look into but uh a great game between two top contenders in the west uh and to move it over uh it looked like we were going to see another routing of the Los Angeles Lakers on the road. Uh, It was the same old story. They were down 20 some odd points, but then they did something that they haven't done all year. And that's, they actually fought. They put up their dukes and they fought and they crawled their way and they scratched their way all the way back to the game. within four points, but just were not able to get the job done. No, still (laughs) weren't able to get the job done. Uh, I mean, LeBron played a, a pretty strong game, but I mean, the last two minutes were were insane. Uh, crazy threes being exchanged and ones, controversial calls, uh, you know, late goals. Yeah. It, it had it all, and it really did feel like at that end, of, at the end of the game there, when uh, you know LeBron he's going down the lane, he takes it up at uh, Gabe Vincent, and they call him for the charge. Then he looks and starts freaking out, and they re- go to the uh, you know they go to review, and then they end up reversing it. That felt like the yeah. biggest star call ever. And then on the other end, Bam <laughs> kind of, you know, throws a bit of an elbow and gets the two-pointer. Uh, and then they call out an yeah. offensive foul. So the Lakers, like, got two lucky breaks. It, it just seemed like one of those games where it was like even the league couldn't help them out. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's like, the credit to the Lakers for coming back. And I actually thought Westbrook had an uncharacteristic okay game uh, for him. Like, Not yeah, horrible. Not like horrible. He, 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 he stuffed the stat sheet, but, you know, he didn't have that uh, uh, characteristic kind of end-of-game play where you just have your head in your hands thinking, what the fuck is this guy doing? So he did uh, that, that belonged to... Uh, I, I think it was in the <laughs> second or third quarter. He went up for the layup and was, like, completely... I, I, they said that he was, like, looking for a foul, but he threw it up and went over the way over the fucking backboard <laughs> and out of bounds. And I was like what i was like i was like what is this guy doing (laughs) like what an unbelievable looking kind of shot but sorry to cut you off but yeah he he did have some still some westbrook some wacky moments no he he for sure did but i I was just gonna say like the the sort of end of game lakers uh funny like stupid ass uh you know like brain fart moment yeah Uh, that was uh taylor horton tucker uh at at, or taylor horton tucker at the end of this game throwing it away trying to get it into Mm -hmm. lebron the heat steal it, go down the other end. And I believe they score. And that was kind of, that kind of sealed the game. And uh, LeBron, like I was just watching him for, for through the whole kind of second half of this game. They're, they're trying to mount this comeback, but 
his body language out there, like oh, it just seems like he's pissed at everyone around. Yeah. Like he's yeah, he, yeah, like every time they score, you know, he hits the ball against the stanchion, like uh, kind of like, like, puts his head down. For he, sure, he's so mad. And like that, we we've seen this before, where Lake or not Lakers teams, LeBron teams have kind of struggled through the regular season, mm-hmm. but. It's always uh, like back when it was in Cleveland, it was because you could tell guys weren't really trying. Like you could tell Kyrie wasn't trying that hard. Mm. You know, Kevin Love could go to another level and LeBron was kind of cruising, but there is no element of that to this Laker team at all. They're trying as hard as they can. Like LeBron is playing as well as he can. Like he's, he's at his highest gear. There is no next gear for this Lakers team. And uh, the heat were, were still shorthanded in this game. Like, yeah, they have Bam back, but there was no Kyle Lowry tonight. Yep. Out another, and, uh, uh, another game. Yeah. And like Duncan Robinson, obviously, you know, shot the ball really well. He had a good game They're They're still getting stuff out of freaking Max Struess and, and all these other kind of oh, yeah, yeah. developmental players that, that DJ Tucker hitting up. the, the big three, the dagger. Yeah. In, in his, in his right-hand corner where, where yep. he likes to, to yep. operate a lot of the time. And, uh, just watching this too, like the, the Lakers perimeter defense is so ass. Like they have no oh, one to, to contain anyone. And that's how they got down in this game. The heat obviously went up big, um, you know, it, it, at home here in Miami and the Lakers, it took so much out of them, like so mm-hmm. much, so many tough LeBron kind of, and one layups, like slithering into the teeth of the defense to get them back into this game. And uh, it's, it's just like, I, I look at the Lakers and I, like when you look at the the stats from LeBron and from AD or not AD, sorry, Westbrook um, and even Avery Bradley, like they're, they're relying on him to hit shots, which is just crazy. Like if, if he's mm-hmm, a guy you're mm-hmm. relying on, that's, that's bad news. But like, uh, even though they lost this game, like I thought it was a pretty good Lakers game, all things considered. Uh, but, but they still lose to, to shorthanded Miami. And um, I, I, I don't know what to say. Like, uh, again, like Westbrook had a pretty good game and I, I, also part of me is looking at this Lakers team and thinking if they have Anthony Davis, they probably win this game. And yeah. with LeBron going off like this, um, if AD can play well at the same time and, and Russell Westbrook can, you know, put up his points and do his thing without fucking up at the end of a game, like the Lakers might still be okay, but I, I still have to see it before I believe it. And they're, yeah. they're a long way from that. And it's they're they're like, yeah, my biggest takeaway, honestly, was just their, their, their perimeter defense playing, you have to play mellow because you need people to make shots, but he was the one who who left PJ Tucker alone in that yeah. corner over there, yeah. helping in the paint, uh, you know, for, for, for almost no reason. It's not like he's going to step in there and, and, and block anyone or, or God forbid, mm-hmm. take a charge or anything. So um, uh, the, yeah, the Lakers defense has just been so underwhelming. And when AD gets back, we'll have to reevaluate them, but they're, uh, they're just they're just losing so many games every mm-hmm. night i look it's like okay the lakers have lost to you know the pacers the heat whoever and uh it's 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 getting rough it's getting rough for these boys <laughs> well it's looking like the lakers uh you know they might be getting ad back this tuesday going up yeah he was Nets. maybe gonna play this game too but but i i just don't like i completely agree that the you know the, the perimeter defense is like abysmal but I don't it's think so Anthony Davis is really even going to help with that. Like, I mean, no. there's no reason that Avery Bradley should be getting like heavy minutes in no. 2022. This is like, this is I nuts. Know. Like the, the, the depth on this team is so fucking bad. Like I, I, you know, that meme, the Lamborghini or whatever the hell it is, the sports car at the trap <laughs> house. That's what LeBron is. <laughs> that That is the epitome of LeBron with the Lakers I right know. now. Uh, I, I, I like, there was no, nobody like, yeah, Westbrook had a, an okay game. He didn't do anything too stupid you know worked his stuff yeah. on the boards but i mean like 
I, not a single other player besides LeBron really made me go like, wow, at any yeah. point in the game or like, even I was like, or even made me just go like, Oh, nice play. Like good, good, solid play there. Like, uh, you know, yeah. that, that, that's, and maybe I think that just comes down to, you know, Frank Vogel again, he's not getting the most out of these guys. Uh, yeah. there, there are teams with way worse talent and way, and way less experience that are getting more out of their players. Like I, I, I don't see why, you know, a team with LeBron on it, uh, and, and, you know, even though, you know, we give him his fair share of hate, but with a guy like Russell Westbrook on it, uh, even without Anthony yeah. Davis there, you should still be able to motivate or at least coordinate something so that yeah. your team is playing solid defense. The, the, like the, the nothing. Have Vogel a, a, is a defensive coach. No. And that's what I'm, and that's like, what I'm saying. The whole thing is supposed to be that you have Frank Vogel to play defense. If there's no defense, obviously something needs to change. Yeah, I mean, for, for sure, and I, I, again, like I said last part, I'm not I'm not surprised that he's quote you know to, supposed to be on the hot seat. I'm not going to be surprised if he does get fired. But the to to expect this team to be good defenders, like they have no defensive personnel, no. they traded them all away. They like, got the Stanimal, um, and that's it. They got the, yeah, Stanley Johnson. Wow, uh, their I, best I player back up, <laughs> on the court. Um, but like. Uh, KCP was an incredible uh, perimeter defender for them. Like not the best in the league by any means, um, but like for, for the Lakers during their tra- championship run. You never, you never know really how good you have it until he's gone. Well, exactly. And you, you, for whatever fucking reason, I don't know if you forgot that you're in 2021 and you thought you were, it was 2013, 2014, you, yeah, you trade yeah. all your good players for Russell Westbrook. And like, again like they could have had buddy healed for a significantly less yeah. uh, of a price like that, that i thought that deal was going through that was like reported that it was you know just about to happen yeah um, and then they turn around and, and and get russ who's like we've talked about many times only been hurting them this season and um i don't know it, like i i mentioned it a little bit before like there is still i i wouldn't say it's heating up but there apparently has been communication between the rockets and the lakers for another yep, uh, I did Westbrook see John yeah. Wall trade, but um, I, I I saw kind of from the Rockets' perspective them saying, "Oh yeah, we're, we're, the the Rockets may be willing to take on Westbrook if the Lakers throw in significant draft compensation." The Lakers don't have significant. Draft I, yeah, I, I heard. I heard that the asking price was a first round, just a future first yeah. rounder. I think the next uh, first Lakers round pick have they have it. is twenty twenty five. Yeah, exactly. Like not, not, not any sort of appealing uh, draft compensation whatsoever. So mm-hmm. there's almost no incentive for the, for the Rockets to even do it. And um, yeah, like, I don't know. I just, I, 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 like I said, last pod too. go ahead and fire Frank Vogel, but you got to, at some point, take responsibility for putting together yeah. this shitty ass old team that can't defend, that isn't good around LeBron and uh, is uh, just like, they, they are the product. Like if you, you it's it's hard to evaluate lebron teams because he always gets so much out of shitty guys but yeah uh, if if you just looked at these guys on paper no one should be all that surprised like there was no really there there there's a washed washed up westbrook who uh like you and i have said many times was never actually that good and now that you know he's he's playing especially next to a ball dominant guy like lebron he's not good at all mm-hmm. and then a bunch of old guys who who can't do anything anymore let alone defend yeah. like offensively yeah. they have their their problems too um and uh so like the fact that we're you know shocked about this is crazy like the the lakers plan has uh, you know been for the last few years uh, lebron and ad are going to be dominant 
But uh, if, if you only have kind of, if that's your plan A and you have no sort of plan B or, or way to mitigate that, if one of those guys go, goes down with injury, uh, then you have a season like this. So I, I don't know. We, I feel like we maybe shouldn't be so surprised. Like there's, I see a lot of people in the league kind of like shocked about this, but uh, you know, if it's the, the writing was on the wall before this happened, uh, honestly. So yeah, we'll, I, we'll, we'll see what they do. I think that if this Nets game doesn't go their way or, uh, you know, gets ugly, I think that that honestly, it could be as soon as this week guys, uh, that Frank yeah. Vogel gets the boot. I, I mean, they, they yeah. were, there's really no time for errors anymore. Uh, and the Lakers definitely, you know, they need to make some kind of a change. So, uh, I, I I'm actually, I I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a claim right now. I think by the time our Friday pod releases, Frank Vogel will no longer be the coach of the Los Angeles. All right. Lakers. All right. That's an All official right. claim. Um, but, uh, I, I had kind of a galaxy brain moment earlier, uh, Flegel that I'd like to share. Uh, okay, give it to me. so I've, uh, I indulged, uh, in, in a little marijuana smog as one does on a lazy Sunday. Uh, Man, that's, that's bad. And I was thinking, Hmm, what's stopping LeBron from demanding a trade? Seriously. <laughs> well, what, 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 why not? Why not? Why doesn't he, there's, there's teams that he could get picked up. Let's do a Ben Simmons for LeBron trade right now. Why oh not? My Lord. Well, oh my, Man, why not? He, he, cause he has a no trade clause, but he can waive it. He is the option. You're right. So it, if he wants true. to, what, what the fuck is he, why do he want to do this? But you He's know, going to win a championship. But but you know what's crazy? This, this is the fourth year of his contract. I know. Like it, yeah. it feels like he just signed with the Lakers left yesterday. Like he just left. But this is it. This is this is his, his contract is expiring at the end of this year. If I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure. Um, you might have a player was, option in there. Yeah, true, true, true. But it was it was you know four years guaranteed, uh, and 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 this is the fourth year. And I I just saw something too that. Um, like so, someone posted a meme about how it's ironic that the Cavs, uh, I think they would say no to like a trade for, uh, you know, LeBron coming back for Garland, Mobley, and uh, Jared Allen. Like the Cavs would say no to that trade. And it's pretty obvious that they would say no. Like I, I think that's kind of a no brainer, but it's crazy to think that like a year ago that you would, you know, you would say no to um, Darius Garland, who w- hadn't really proven anything uh, until this year. Jared Allen, still a young guy, and then Evan Mobley, who, uh, you know, is, is is was a pick this year, highly touted rookie, but you had no idea what he was going to be. Um, and I, I think that's a hundred percent true. I don't, I don't think the Cavs would would uh, you know make that trade today. No way. Um, yeah. And uh, you know, like, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, it is intriguing though. Like Simmons for LeBron, if that were to happen, something like or that. just like, literally anything. I mean, LeBron can pick and choose where he wants to go. True. I mean, any team would do it. And I mean, a lot of teams could like just move these bad contracts. Hell, let's let the let the freaking uh, Mavericks just go all in. Trade Porzingis and another couple's contracts. Tim Hardaway Jr. and your uh, future for like just just go crazy. Throw right. That's just uh, everyone. LeBron sweepstakes. Uh, he's he's so he's under contract until the end of next season. Uh, oh yeah, so okay, 2023. Okay. Calculated. Okay, you gotcha. a free agent, but still, even then, yeah, I agree that it's it's come up so quickly and so yeah, fast. No, and, I, and at this point, I think there's no fucking chance that he stays. Not a chance. No, I don't think so either because I don't think he's been that impressed or like uh, really encouraged by uh, the Anthony Davis experience. Like, no. <laughs> AD has been good. He was good in the bubble. He was incredible in the bubble. But uh, uh, so many other times uh, when they've been on the floor together, he's uh, kind of disappeared, floated in and out of games, and then just missed a bunch of games. Mm-hmm. Like I don't think he's the guy that's like, oh, yeah, he's going to – I can sort of ride out this tail end of my prime, and Anthony Davis is going to be good. He's going to carry me. Like there, there's no way he thinks that. 
And even for the Lakers, if you're the organization, from a team building perspective, you have no sort of draft capital. You have nothing going mm-hmm. forward. If you were to trade away LeBron, you would get a hell of a good package back. And then you would still have Anthony Davis, hypothetically. And you could still maybe put a contender together, depending on what team you got to bite on, you know, taking LeBron back uh, in a trade. So even from the Lakers perspective, I I don't think that's a bad idea. So uh, yeah, let's, this this is another thing I think we should push. We should should. should get out there on Twitter and uh, you know, I'll I'll fire up the trade machine. Hashtag free LeBron. Hashtag free LeBron. He doesn't deserve this. He didn't do anything wrong. Honestly, I think on any other team, almost any other team in the league, he would have a better chance because you got a good soul. like like so many other mediocre teams he would make so good like there's other mediocre you know mediocre yep. kind of play in through you know wherever you want to put them bottom of the playoff teams he he could elevate so many teams to be better than this lakers team i i, I really believe that i think i just think this lakers team construction wise is just so bad like so poor especially around lebron just makes no sense so yeah, free LeBron. Uh, I'll fire up the trade machine and, and and get back to you, Matt, for for next pod. We'll fire. we'll find a place for him. We'll find a place for him. Awesome, uh, LeBron. We're, we're, we'll find a way to get you home, buddy. We'll put you in the we're for you, weighted. We'll put you a weighted blanket around you. Give you some uh, some hot chocolate, and we'll uh, we'll go on our merry way into the sunset, into the pasture, uh, and then me back and to Cleveland. Huh? No, me. It's more like me and Jordan are going to do our mice, uh, mice of men. Kind of kind of beat. Uh, take you to the greener pasture. Uh, but, uh, another huge game that went down, uh, today that we wanted to, to mention, uh, the Memphis Grizzlies and the Dallas Mavericks, uh, going back toe to toe after the Mavericks won the, uh, their encounter last week, uh, and the Mavericks, another solid win at home against the Grizzlies, jaw and Luca kind of duking it out. Uh, the future of this league, uh, no doubt, um, yeah. the two of them, uh, both dropping, you know, 30 plus, uh, and doing it, uh, on, uh, you know, on the boards as well as facilitating for their team. But, uh, Luca getting the better, uh, of Memphis on this one. Uh, it, it looked like ironically, even though it was only 15, six for 11 shooting. I mean, it looked like maybe poor Zingas was just a little bit better than Jaron Jackson jr. And that was really yeah. what did it just a little yeah. bit better secondary guy. Cause both teams are very, very similar in the way that they play fast paced, yeah. run through their stars. Obviously, uh, you know, Luca is a lot slower paced game. So it's, uh, you know, a lot more post-ops and uh, isolations, whereas jaw wants to just zip the ball around and run yep. baseline to baseline every five seconds. So uh, yep. I, I, totally different uh, play styles uh, in that sense uh, uh, for tempo. But uh, when it comes to the actual strategy of the game, you know, very similar. But uh, all in all, you know, it was a competitive game. Uh, but I think that this is kind of one of those things that shows there's a lot of times when young teams, they like to, they make noise in the regular season. And, you know, obviously they're on the come up. I think that the Grizzlies are kind of showing, you know, people have thrown around, even here we've said, you know, maybe our contenders. I think this is one of those losses where you're kind of looking at them and it's like a team that's also very young, but has more playoff experience. And they, you just kind of are a step behind them. And they've been a step behind when they played some other contenders. And I feel like when it, you know, it comes down to the playoffs, Obviously, John Morant's going to perform, but I just don't see this team being deep enough to, to kind of make that run. I mean, I, uh, they don't look like a, a Denver Nuggets from the bubble. Uh, they don't even – I wouldn't even put them, you know, uh, as much as the Atlanta Hawks uh, from last year. I just don't yeah. think that they would be able to catch that fire. And, and maybe that's me, uh, you know, just being uh, – you know, it's only one game and overreacting. Uh, but yeah. I, I do think that this is one of those ones where you have to really start looking at the Grizzlies and – take them for what they are and not expect too, too much this quickly. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think they, whatever success they see in the regular season, like they don't really have any guys with playoff experience. Like that, uh, the, 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 uh, the youth issue is, uh, like a real thing when you get to the playoffs, sure. if you don't have anybody over 30, we've talked about it before with the Grizzlies, like you are going to make so many, inevitably, you're just going to make so many mistakes. You're going mm-hmm. to not know exactly how much the game changes uh, from regular season to the playoffs, like how seriously other teams take every possession. Um, you're not going to know exactly how to win games, uh, particularly what, particularly when they're close. Um, and you're you're just going to struggle. And and we mm-hmm. just see, you see that with young teams in the playoffs, no matter how talented they are. And and that's why, uh, uh, again, like this, it's a great story. They're 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 going to be. Uh, one of the stories of the season for sure. And they're, I think they're going to finish with a, a, a pretty decent seed. Like uh, I think they're going to be firmly in that playoff picture out West, but I, uh, even if they do get, you know, get past a, a first round series, I think it'll be tough. I, I can't guarantee that, that that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I definitely don't see them making any noise beyond that just because I, they don't have the experience. And um, you know, I, I think it's going to be good for them to get into the playoffs this year, no matter what happens. But uh, definitely next year, they're, they're just going to need some veterans on that squad because um, I, th- I think if they, if they had some veterans, you know, maybe they, they win a game like this against the Mavs. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, it's hard to know. Uh, they're, they're obviously still missing Bain and Brooks to their, uh, you know, the, their main kind of perimeter guys to, to help jaw out a little bit there who yep. had obviously a, a super strong game. And, you know, the, the, the Grizzlies are, are very deep. They had other guys step up, but the, the Mavericks are just, too much for them for, for them tonight. Like Luca was really clicking, uh, starting to look like himself again. Um, I, I clearly, uh, a guy who likes to play himself into shape as the season goes on. And I think this is, you know, th- this last game, um, and you know, this, this last stretch of games where the Mavericks have been, uh, you know, back in the wind column and, and playing really well, uh, has, has like the, it's, it's Luca kind of back at, at peak Luca again, he, he's, he's looking like himself. He's, actually doing some semi-athletic things like getting, Mm -hmm. getting into the lane on the pick and roll and keeping guys on his hip, finding guys like Powell on the lob and, you know, finding Hardaway in the corners and and things that he's done over these past two years that, you know, have, have kind of put him made, made us put him in that category of one of the the best players in the league. Sure. Um, Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, one of the best controllers of the game. Like I, I think this game, he, he really looked like himself again and, uh, really, really put a stamp on the game. And, um, the, the Mavs are tough to beat when Luca's clicking like that and his shooters are going off and you're right about Porzingis. It's, it was another kind of mediocre game scoring the ball, but, uh, I, if, if you, all you have to do really with Porzingis is just kind of adjust your expectations, honestly. And then you yep. can sort of, <laughs> you can look at his games as being okay. Like when they uh, win, they're okay. When they lose, yeah, it's well, not exactly. okay. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much the, the way that it goes. I feel, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bad for that, uh, myself, but uh, I mean, yeah, it, 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 I definitely think it's this, not, you know, it's, 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 it's because he's paid like a really good second option. Yeah, that makes it exactly. worse. Like if he was on like a decent, like, I don't know, like $15 million contract or something, or, you know, b- between 10 and 15, like he'd just be a good role guy and no one would be saying anything, but it's because he, yeah, it's just because he's being paid like a guy who's going to be your second star, but he just isn't that anymore. For sure. Well, and one thing I always, I, when I watch the Grizzlies play that, I, I don't know enough people talk about this. I like his game because he does a little bit of everything. Good, good two-way guard. But why does DeAnthony Melton shoot so much? 
<laughs> he, he is he's trigger happy. not a good like he, he he took 16 i believe he's five for 16 on the night today uh he shoots below like i think he's around 40 percent uh from the field in the edge uh, for the season he doesn't shoot the three ball very effectively he turns the ball over like a good a clip for someone who's really just coming off the bench like yeah i i, I like his game but someone's got to like sit him take him aside and just be like hey man like you're not that guy Look at the dude over there. Uh, you know, he, the guy jumping over uh, Kevin Love uh, on, on the block. That, <laughs> just stay out of that guy's fucking way. You're not him. Because he yeah. kind of, they, they play, he, he is kind of like Jaw Light. You know, like yeah. he, he, everything he does is kind of what Jaw does, but in like a, a poor man's uh, yeah. version. It's, it's, it, he, he's a good guy to have on a team and he's still super young. Like I think he's only about 23 years old. So, I mean, uh, you know, yeah. there, maybe it is just, an, again, an experience thing, but like, a guy like that, I watch him in the regular season. Could you imagine he does this in the playoffs? Yeah, yeah. Like if, if that, and that's gonna, they're done. Like he'll yeah. lose the games. Like that's that, that's the Westbrook uh, type of shot taking. Yeah, no, for sure. And yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like the, these guys are 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 gonna use their youth and their their depth and uh, variety of you know young usable guys. Like they're they're one of the deepest teams in the league uh, to sort of run through teams in the regular season. Um, but yeah, when, when it comes playoff time, they, they've got, uh, like, I think their youth, uh, and inexperience just going to turn into a, a big liability and where I, I fully expect jaw to go off, but yeah, these, these other guys, I, I, you know, wh- whether it's, uh, you know, Melton or, or even, even, uh, you know, Jaron Jackson jr. Uh, like you're, you're going to be depending on him offensively in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think he has the the juice right now. Like I, I think uh, all, all the credit to him, he's having an incredible defensive season this year, but um, you know, if, if, uh, you know, he, you're, you're, you're missing your kind of main perimeter guys, John Morant's going off for, for, uh, 35 and you only chip in 10, uh, you know, you, you, you gotta do more. You gotta expect more from, uh, your, your kind of second star there, your, your up and coming, uh, mm-hmm. you know, second part of the duo, uh, you know, with, with, with him and Morant. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I definitely think the, the Grizzlies are, are kind of, you know, they're, they're leveling, leveling out now after their kind of hot streak and, uh, you know, other teams have their number now too. That that's the other thing you got to, you know, if you're a young team making, making moves in the league, you got to remember, you know, once, once you're on the map, once you're on the sort yeah. of radar, yeah. uh, you know, you're, you're not going to sneak by teams anymore, but you know, other teams are going to get up to play you and it's going to be even tougher, especially when you're, you're missing some guys. And there, there's a lot that goes into being a, a really good successful winning team uh through sort of the tail end of the regular season into the playoffs and yeah i, I think for, for memphis it's it's, it's going to be all about experience they're they're going to get in get in you know i i fully expect their, their first round series to be competitive whether they win it or lose it um and and then we'll see but i think i think for memphis definitely it, it's all about next year and which which kind of collection of these guys they're going to package and make a trade for a more LeBron. veteran guy uh yeah oh my god imagine, imagine LeBron. Le, lebron and and, and jaw uh, alley oops both ways it would it'd be incredible uh, LBJ. but uh <laughs> but uh yeah i i definitely think it's it's gonna be all about next year for them so I, i'm excited to see where they go but uh you know who anyone who called them you know contenders or they they could legitimately get out of the west i i wasn't buying that uh, yeah, at, yeah. at any point honestly for them yeah well we'll, we'll see uh again you know uh, we've seen these cinderella runs before uh hopefully they can uh, they can prove us wrong but uh as of right now yeah. you know uh that's uh, that's temper our expectations here with the the Grizzlies. Uh, and, and the last game from the Sunday slate that we're going to be talking about here uh, on today's podcast, uh, Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics, uh, you know, bit of a shellacking 
uh, this this week's schlacking to the uh, the Washington Wizards and Tatum yep. dropping a career high 51 points, 10 rebounds, seven assists. Perfect timing for him uh, yeah. as the All Star tallies start to come around because oh, yeah. he was having a down year. I mean, obviously, you know, he still was averaging about a 25 and uh, 25 and 10 on the year, but uh, the Celtics really underperforming this year. I mean, pretty much nobody's talking about them, uh, and, and yeah. for good reason. But uh, a performance like this reminds you that you know, hey, maybe those guys in Boston, uh, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they they can hoop. Yeah, and Jalen Brown a double double for him too, uh, eighteen and ten on the night, uh, you know, ten rebounds, um, and uh, it's it, it's crazy because yeah, Boston's definitely having another kind of down year. Uh, uh, through kind of a string of subpar years that they're going through right now, but it, it's true. It, we, we every time we talk about oh, we, should we break? Should, should they break up Tatum and Brown? Should one of them be traded? Like you ask any uh, GM around the league if 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 you'd like to have uh, Jason Tatum and, and Jalen Brown as your two kind of centerpieces of your team, I think mm-hmm. anyone would take that because they're just For so sure. talented and. Uh, you know, we saw uh, Jalen Brown first game of the season against the Knicks. What did he go off for? For like 38 or 48 or something like that? I think it was, uh, I think he ended up getting 52 or something nuts. Oh, it did was, he have 50? Yeah. So he, he had a 50 point game this year. He, yeah, he had an insane game that overtime the, against the Knicks. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, you have two perimeter guys who at any point can go off for, for 50 like this. And uh, I, I think, yeah, for the Celtics, it's, getting them to play kind of their top tier basketball at the same time and have their other sort of, you know, uh, uh, role players play well at the same time too. They're, they, they've had trouble this season and, and the last couple kind of getting everyone on the same page at once. But uh, Jason Tatum, when it, when it comes to his talent still as a young guy, he's just off the charts. And like with, with him though, like he'll have games like this where he basically hits all of his shots. Like he went nine for 14, from three, uh, he, he, he went crazy from deep in this one yeah. and, uh, 18 for 28, like very efficient from the field in general. Um, but he'll have other games where he still takes the same amount of shots, same type of shots and just misses them. Cause he, mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. a guy who, who likes to take kind of high degree of difficulty shots and kind of live with the result. And that's why you see the Celtics struggle, uh, you know, as much as they do. And, uh, I, I'm not surprised, honestly, that this game came against Washington, who's defense has really been falling apart the last few weeks. They, they started really hot at the beginning of the season, um, both kind of, you know, record wise, they were, they were winning games, but also defensively they were playing well, but they have just uh, not been good uh, as a defensive squad lately. And uh, Tatum clearly, you know, took advantage of that tonight. And um, they, they, they really put the smackdown on the road. Like the, the Celtics, you know, really, really took this game and uh, you know, they, it, it was out of hand, um, you know, by the third quarter, it was, it was pretty much over. So, you know, credit to the Celtics. They, they definitely needed this win and we'll see if, you know, Jason Tatum can, can ride this hot streak and Jalen Brown can get involved and, and, and they can climb the standings a little bit because definitely, you know, as much as this is impressive, the, the, all, all you want to talk about with the Celtics this year is how kind of, uh, unimpressed uh, you are with with their performance. It, it's been pretty yeah. bad. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, this is a big win too for Boston. Uh, yeah. You know, they're going to move up one more spot in the the Eastern Conference standings now because uh, you know Washington, Toronto, uh, Boston, the Knicks, and and the Hawks are kind of in that as well. They're a little farther out, uh, but there's yeah. a big jumble there for that uh, the eight, nine, and ten seeds uh, for the play-in tournament. Uh, I think that the, the Hornets are pretty safe right now. Uh, you know, two and a half yep. game lead uh, in, in the seventh seed from the eight seed. But uh, the Celtics are definitely not a team that you're going to want to face. 
Uh, I think nope. in the play-in, I think that, yep. you know, when it's those two do or die games, depending on, you know, the situation or, you know, if they're in the, that eight seed slash nine seed, you know, uh, I guess the eight seed, pardon me only, uh, if, if you can get that win against the seven seed and vault your way up, I, I think that that's, that's the worst case scenario for whoever's number seven, you have to one a one game, uh, do or die against Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. That's, yep. that's a recipe yep. for disaster. Cause the chances of both of them choking are slim to none. And Jason Tatum, yep. and Jalen Brown have both shown, that they can play when the lights shine bright. I mean, they played against LeBron when they were in their rookie and sophomore years, uh, yeah. Eastern Conference Finals. So, I mean, it's uh, it, it, it wouldn't be anything new to them. Uh, yeah. I think that's why, you know, I again, I thought Boston would be, you know, for sure an easy, you know, seven or eight seed this year. I knew that, they, you know, it was going to be a little bit down from uh, the years past. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, you know, we, we talked about the Grizzlies, but this offseason, I think, is something that they should really be focusing on. Uh, if they can get, you know, one more guy, just someone who can kind of, you know, facilitate and play a little bit yeah. more defense, or even if they can just, you know, make a move, do something to get some more depth, because obviously that's been a huge thing, you know, without Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum on the floor, that they completely flounder. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And we'll, we'll see, depending on how this season ends, Uh, if they'll consider trading one of them like I think it would be Brown uh, if they were going to move either one I think they're still going to give these guys some time uh, and tinker with the rest of the roster a little bit first Mm -hmm. before they you know give up on this duo but uh, you never know what uh, what Brad Stevens and you know the rest of the brass are going to do because um, you know this this team has found ways you know new and creative ways to to disappoint Boston fans uh, recently so I'm, I'm really curious how the rest of the season plays out but uh, just in general. Yeah. It'd be great to just, if they had all, all, all they need in my opinion is, uh, just a classic, uh, kind of old school point guard who knows who to feed when, like, mm-hmm. I don't want it. I don't want it left up to, to Marcus smarter, Dennis Schroeder, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, who, yeah. like whether they're going to you know, pull pretty bad seasons too. A hundred percent. You know, and you know, the two guys who, who like to shoot when they really shouldn't, uh, yeah. and you know, try and take over games when they really shouldn't like, like, uh, just, like imagine just just imagine it's it's not going to happen but imagine chris paul on the celtics like i i could see him vaulting right. them I up mean, to you know that, top that of the conference like insane he, sure like he he would know exactly you know if 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 jason tatum's hot he'd know when to get him the ball jalen brown you know kind of he he'd really help a young guy like robert williams out uh any any big men on on the celtics he'd uh you know be able to find them so you know they're, they're never going to get chris paul but someone who can kind of emulate that. Uh, that's why I like someone like, you know, Jalen Brunson, even for them, just a, mm-hmm. a classic guy who can, a classic point guard, I should say, who can, uh, you know, table set and, and shoot when he's open and play some defense. And I, I, I think that's really the most important piece for them because they have the other kind of foundational pieces. They've got the two young wing scores and they've got the uh, young big man who's, you know, sh- showed, showed that he can rebound and play defense and, be an athletic kind of lob threat. Uh, they just need that point guard to bring it all together. So, you know, we'll, we'll see if they can address that in the off season. Well, uh, and again, another, uh, we said it was a big win for the, uh, the Celtics, but a, a huge loss for, for the wizards who started off yep. so hot this year. Uh, you know, they've had some, it seems like there's definitely some chemistry issues. Uh, Bradley Beal having a bit of a down year. Maybe they sell yeah. low on him. I'm not sure. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of teams out there that would love to get themselves a Bradley Beal. And I, I think that, you know, his oh, yeah. time, his time may be coming here as uh, they're, they're kind of dwindling off. Uh, I mean, hell, we didn't even talk about it. Uh, there was rumors that, uh, you know, KCP and Montrez Harold, the, uh, the former Lakers teammates got into a bit of a, an altercation yep, yep. Uh, during a game that they ended up winning. Uh, but yep. <laughs> and, I mean, Montrez Harold only seven minutes tonight. 
Um, yep. Really weird for for a guy like him who's been again was so hot in the beginning of the year, got COVID, and now has kind of struggled to re uh, reinsert himself to the lineup. So uh, the Wizards definitely a team to watch right now. Uh, could be sellers as we get closer to the uh, the trade deadline here. Uh, in 2022 Uh, and we're going to send it back. There was two games that we want to talk about quickly uh, from Friday night that were, uh, you know, that really caught our eye and we wanted to review quickly. Uh, First one being the Chicago bulls versus the Milwaukee bucks. Uh, Really entertaining game, really entertaining game. Both teams playing their games. Uh, You know, uh, Chicago really taking after their leader, DeMar DeRozan. A lot of those guys getting buckets on the mid range from the elbow, uh, whether it was Kobe or uh, Ao DeSumo. Uh, everyone was getting in on the, the, the elbow party, uh, right on the yeah. block, man. Uh, but uh, other than that, I mean, again, the, the, the bucks just able to edge them out down the line. And I think it really is just the difference between a team that has Giannis and a team that doesn't have Giannis. Uh, cause yeah. down the stretch, it really, he, he just kept hammering them, hammering them, hammering them inside. And the bulls just really could not slow him down enough, but even throughout this game, uh, it felt like a playoff game. You know, Chicago and Milwaukee—they're—they're uh, they're not too far off from each other. Uh, yeah. You know, so there was a lot of Chicago fans there. So a lot of animosity. It's a big—it's a good rivalry as well uh, that's brewing yeah. there. Uh, and the teams definitely don't like each other, which is something we're going to get into in a, a couple minutes here. Um, but I honestly do believe this would go a minimum six games now. I do think that, if, and this was a playoff series. This would be a six-game to seven-game series. I think this would be uber competitive because it really just took a couple shots falling uh and zach levine being there for the bulls yeah that you know the bulls could easily win uh win one in milwaukee well and uh lonzo ball too out, out of the lineup for the bulls like yeah. you, you have those guys you know back i was really surprised that the bulls were able to keep it that close and you know they they had chances there at the end and uh it, it it's true like we've talked about you know many times before if you're uh, you, you can be as good as you want offensively, defensively, game plan, whatever. If you don't have a guy who can slow down Giannis, it's, it's going to be hard if, you know, he decides to put his head down and, and get to the rim, which, which he, he does decide to do almost every night. And, you know, 30 and 12 for him uh, didn't hit any of his three, three point shots. Um, so, you know, he, he wasn't on from all kind of levels of the court, but he can still get to the rim at will basically. And the, the bulls, especially towards the end of that game, like you mentioned, just, had no answer for him. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And, uh, but again, I, I come out of this, you know, feeling kind of positive for the bulls, honestly, because they're, they, they, they had no business being in this game. Uh, it, yeah. I, I wouldn't have expected it to be close with, with the guys that they're missing, but um, De- DeRozan still had a, had a strong performance with 35 and Nick Vucevic has been playing incredibly well recently. Like he, mm-hmm. he, he had 19 and 11, you know, late in that game, uh, Giannis was guarding him in the post. He had a nice little drop step and, got in there for a layup. Like he he's showing uh, uh, again that he sometimes can be worth that big contract that he's signed to. And um, you know, when, when we look forward sort of into the playoffs for the bulls, that's just another sort of level to their already dangerous offense. Like if he's on and you can dump it into him late in the game, especially if he's got a favorable matchup, like that opens up so many other things for the bulls offensively. And mm-hmm. um it's uh, you know, even though they lost this game, I, I do come away, you know, fe- feeling good, uh, you know, about the bulls in this one, because uh, you, you still had to who didn't put up a big point total, but kind of had the uh, you know, five points, five rebounds, six assists, kind of the uh, mini sort of half triple double there, you know, he, he left he, his mark on the game. He, sure. Exactly. Exactly. Um, you know, again, not, not a big scoring night, but 
uh, Matt Thomas actually led, led bench scores, came off the bench, hit three threes. And, um, you know, you, you, uh, you, man you, you had enough ice, Matty ice. You, you had enough, uh, contributions from, from enough guys. Kobe white came in and chipped in seven. Um, and, uh, you know, to keep it close, obviously a low scoring game in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day, it just came down to, to Giannis imposing his will physically. Um, and, uh, but you know, the, the big story from this, this one, and I'm, I'm sure you saw it was the, the Grayson Allen play on Caruso yeah. dragging him down out of the air. Um, you know, obviously Billy Donovan in his post game, uh, presser was, was pretty, uh, you know, ticked off about it, thought it was a, a dirty play. And I don't know, I, I, I'm interested in what you think about it because yeah, I thought it was a little bit dirty, especially for a guy who has a history of, of doing that stuff, but I didn't think it was, quite as egregious as people were talking about it as like, he, yeah, he I, initially kind of made a play for the ball. Obviously you don't like that. He swept, sweat, like swept down and pulled Caruso to the ground, but I didn't think it was like quite as dirty as people were kind of making it out to, to see. Yeah. So, so my, my sense about it is, you know, definitely a dirty play, but for yeah. Grace, I think it's kind of both sides, you know, it's dirty, but it, like, it's not that dirty for Grayson Allen. Yeah. <laughs> but even then still people are going to be freaking out because it's Grayson Allen throwing yeah. out, you know, a flagrant foul. And, you know, and then of course, you know, uh, Grayson Allen being the villain that he has been ever since, you know, coming into the, you know, the national spotlight, uh, his time with Duke, uh, yeah. and tripping guys, even back then, uh, yeah. he, uh, like he's on the bench and he's smiling and laughing about it. I know, it. I know. Like, that didn't he, help. He, lo- yeah. he loves, he braces the, you know, the, the hate and uh, the, all the booze. And of course, you know, uh, it did turn out, you know, Alex Caruso, who they just got back, is now going to be out with a fracture because of the That's... play. Uh, which, and I think that again really pisses people off because it's like, yeah. you know, it, had he fouled him in a little bit more of a, you know, a basketball uh, sense, yeah. Uh, yeah. or just, you know, not like a dick, uh, yeah. then you know that he probably doesn't uh, fracture his wrist there. Yeah, uh, yeah, he'd be there. So I mean, if you're a Chicago Bulls fan, like Grayson Allen just became your least favorite player in the NBA. Oh, look, gotta be number one, baby. I already think that you know he probably is the dirtiest player in the NBA. Uh, he, he is dirty. Yeah, you have to get that Rick Flair, much. the dirtiest yeah. player in the game, <laughs> title right now. I mean, he he does. He he's a habitual habitual habitual. I don't know. Habitual. <laughs> habitual. You got me. Uh, a habitual line stepper. Yeah, yeah, he is. He, yeah, he's he he always drawing. He's always pushing. He's always doing all these little things. Elbows. He probably likes to pinch guys. I bet. Uh, yeah. yeah, he he's just a, a dirty son of a bitch. But I mean, uh, if he's on your team, you love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. But and like, yeah, it, it's it's such bad luck injury wise for Chicago. Who's had to deal with a lot this year already. Like they they are uh, not having any sort of uh, you know good luck when it comes to injuries and. Uh, you're right. They, they just got Caruso back. They, they really needed him. They missed his defensive presence, his energy. Uh, he brought the ball up a lot of times last night with mm-hmm. you know, Alonzo ball out of the lineup. He's playing a little bit of point guard and um, yeah, it's, it's, it's really tough. And Grayson Allen, I think, I, I, I believe it came down today or, or yesterday. He's got a one game suspension uh, yeah, because game. of that. And, and I think, I think that's fair. Like, and, and cause like I said, like, yeah, it, it definitely wasn't, a play where, uh, you know, Billy Donovan was like, Oh, we could have ended his career. And I'm like, well, I, I don't know about that. Like he, he I mean, any he, play can end anyone's career really. R- yeah, exactly. It, it's not like you push someone in the back when they're like hanging on the rim and, you know, he falls straight on his head or something like mm-hmm. that. Like it, it wasn't quite at that level to me, but I do, I do, I do think, uh, he deserved a game for it. And you know, he's, he's, he's a guy you have to watch out for definitely if, if you're playing against him, cause he, he does have a history of, yeah. uh, yeah. Kind of crossing that line. 
Yeah, keep keep your head up uh, around Grayson Allen at all times. Yeah. Don't let him get behind you. Uh, <laughs> and then the last game from Friday that we wanted to talk about, uh, you know, Sixers versus this, uh, the the L.A. Clippers. Uh, Joel Embiid looking like, uh, you know, the MVP, uh, 40 points in 13. I mean, uh, 15 rebounds. Insane, insane game. But they lose by one to the <laughs> L.A. Clippers when they were yeah. up by over 20 points at one point uh, in the first half. And without Paul George still, obviously, uh, he's been yep. out for, for quite some time now. But the Clippers, the professionalism of these veteran guys, they were able to fight their way back. And I, I yep. it just kind of kept getting closer and closer because nobody else could hit a goddamn shot for the Sixers. Yep. It was all Embiid <laughs> all the time, and it wasn't him. It was nobody. Uh, one, one of the craziest things, and I, I like jumped out of my seat when I was watching this, uh, Joel Embiid, he takes that power step. They're down three with, uh, you know, whatever it was, 30 or 45 seconds. And he almost po- throws down a massive poster dunk and yeah. one. And yeah. I, I would have, if he had actually gotten that, I, he would have been my MVP right then and there. <laughs> uh, but he missed it. And then they ended up only, they lost the game by one. Uh, so, you know, that, that again, a tough loss. But, uh, you know, when you're in that race for the top, huge loss for them. But how dangerous could the Clippers be? If they can get a fully healthy Paul George and Kawhi come playoff time, I mean that is uh, if this team can you know can compete with another technically you know a contending team without their best yep. player, I mean that if you're a Clippers fan, not sure they exist, but I mean if you're a Clippers <laughs> fan, that, that you got to really, feel Christmas? good about that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that's why I said at the beginning of this season, I thought of all the Clippers teams since Kawhi and Paul George got there, that this is the one I would sort of you know believe the most in because. Uh, yeah, like they're even without their, their two guys, their two sort of two way stars, their defense is still really legit. Like at the end of that game, uh, you know, Embiid obviously dominated throughout, but they, they got a hard double, uh, on Embiid kind of at the top, uh, out at the three point line and got a really timely steal. Uh, I think it was Batum who got his hands in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, they go down the other way and, and Zubach got a bucket. Like these guys know how to play together and they're, they're really kind of uh, sort of spreading the wealth offensively. Like all of their starters were in double digits and Luke Kennard off the bench. He had 10 um, hitting a couple threes in there. Uh, Even Serge Ibaka didn't play that much, but he's, he's back in the lineup had six minutes tonight. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, he, he had a basket and a rebound. Um, And uh, these, these guys are just, they're just solid. Uh, And, uh, a hundred percent agree. If, if they just had, you know, Kawhi or Paul George, let alone both of them, like they, you, you saw earlier this season, the, the, uh, the, the sort of how dangerous this team can be, even mm-hmm, just with sure. Paul George, like they, they were playing really well. Like, uh, Paul George uh, was, you know, playing kind of like almost at the MVP sure, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, level early, earlier on in this season. And they, they they had enough kind of complimentary guys between Reggie Jackson and, and Batum and Bledsoe and, and Morris, like you can't count on these guys every single night, but it's kind of that situation where you're going to get help from one of them uh, every night. You don't know exactly know who, but there, there's enough kind of competent, you know, professional guys on this team. And l- like I've said before, they don't have the annoyance in Patrick Beverly. He's gone. He's, he's not there to, you know, do stupid shit at the end of games. It's, it's kind of equivalent to me. Uh, if like the, the Lakers got rid of Westbrook, like they're kind of, the thorn in their, their thigh, the guy who thinks he's really good, but really isn't. Yeah, um, yeah. And, you know, now everyone else can sort of breathe and, and, you know, go back to playing basketball again. That that's really how I felt. And yeah, uh, you know, the, the, the Clippers still have a long road ahead of them with, 
without, you know, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard for the foreseeable future. But uh, this is, this is definitely a hell of a win for them and a uh, really bad loss for the Sixers, because like you said, they, they were up, they had this game sort of in their hands and um, really, really a frustrating loss for a team that's trying to climb up the standings right now. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it ends up bouncing back. We'll see if, uh, you know, the Sixers can take it in stride. Know that the, that was a one that they really, they, they let slip out of their hands. It was a, it was yeah. in their control, but uh, definitely a morale booster there for uh, the Clippers. Uh, and and well, we're they, now... they, they bounced back. They won against the Spurs tonight. Another yep. monster Embiid game, 38, 12 and six. He's uh, still on his, uh, still on his uh, MVP campaign, right? Oh now. yeah. Still running them up through the league. He's got to be uh, in your top three for MVP candidates right now. If you, if he's yeah. not, you, you got to watch him play. It's uh, a, yeah. it, it's amazing to see uh, a, a freak of nature out there. Uh, yeah. To finish off today's podcast, uh, something that we tried out last week. Uh, and Jordan, you know, you did pretty good. I don't think there's any that you didn't get at all. Uh, no, no. We, we debuted another new segment, a new game. It's uh, a classic, Who Am I? Jordan, uh, yeah. he's going to reel off some, uh, some hints, starting from, you know, the impossible to the hard to the medium to the easy. Uh, and I'm going to have to try and guess. Uh, as we go down that level, I get one guess per level. And uh, we'll see how, uh, how quickly I, I can do here. I mean... Uh, I, I like to think I'm good at things like this, but, uh, you know, who knows? I, th- I also said I was good at trivia and we saw that we both are uh, <laughs> pretty inept. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I, trivia I is coming back. If anyone's concerned, if any, uh, you know, uh, oh, yeah. let, let trivia us know will always these, come back. Yeah. Let us know which of these games you guys enjoy the most, uh, at big dog ball talk. Uh, cause again, we are, or if there's anything you'd like us to try, uh, you know, we're always out yeah, there. Any games uh, open-minded. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about this. I don't, I don't really know exactly how to judge. Like, I, I don't know if I've given you hard ones or not, because I'm, I'm not quite sure how you're going to react. So uh, you're, you're, you're going in blind here, Matt. So, nice. so here we go. I'll, I'll kick it off. Um, so starting with the impossible for player one, and I gave you five. Did you give me five? five I, right? I gave you five, yeah. Yeah, so I've got five for you. Okay, uh, here's your impossible hint for player one. I'm 26 years old. Cool. Uh, who's 26? Darren Fox. Wrong, but uh, I like the idea. Okay, uh, here's your hard. Thank you. Here's Jesus. your hard hit. I was drafted in 2014. Okay. Uh, no, I think he's too. He's too. Is it Siakam? No. No, he no. was. He was. Was he 2014? I don't actually remember. I think he might have been a little bit later. Like. Like. 15. I think no. Yeah, he was after that. Yeah. 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 He He's was, I think he was that. the Brandon Ingram, which is 2015, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. 15 or 16 I'm around ready. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Here's, here's your medium. Um, I was traded before playing a single game with the team that drafted me. Oh, are you fucking serious that it took me this long to get <laughs> this? Is it Wiggins? Yeah, baby. Yeah, Andrew. I, don't I didn't. I don't know how he didn't. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Siakam. Next hint was I grew up in Vaughn. So uh, I, I was I was really counting on you to get that one. Yeah, that was the next. That was the easy hint. Yeah, and that's the thing. I I, I was like, there's no way he'll go Wiggins on something <laughs> like this. But hey, I'm glad I got it. Uh, shout out to Wiggins, soon to be first time All Star, my boy. You're right. All right, all right. Number two. Um, okay. Uh, impossible hint. I'm from Oregon, like the state. That's where I grew up. And, and it's all current players, correct? Yes, I kept it all current. Cool. Um. I don't know if he's technically on a roster. I think Isaiah Thomas is from Oregon or at least the area. Like he's from Washington state. I think he's from. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I think he's from Washington. Like, I think he's from Seattle. I couldn't remember if it was Oregon's right. right I know that they had he had a connection there, but uh, either way, I think think he's a Seattle guy. Yeah, not Isaiah. No, no, wrong. Uh, This is my 14th NBA season. Okay, so yeah, so it is a is a long timer from Oregon. Because I'm pretty sure Jamal Crawford's from around there as well. He's also Seattle guy, which is Washington State. So Oregon's I don't know if Oregon's Oregon. above Washington or below. I think it's right below Washington. Yeah, it's right. And below. like born there, like didn't well, not like played for Oregon. No, no, no. Yeah, he's I'm just okay. he's just yeah. from there. Like that's okay. yeah. Uh, just give me the next one. Okay, I went to UCLA. From Oregon, went to UCLA. Who's a Where's Norman Powell from? That's kind of who I'm trying to think of right now because he's a I UCLA. I think he's a California guy. Kevin Love was a UCLA guy. I don't know if he is a. Uh, I, he seems like he could be from Oregon. Uh, and actually, he might. He might be. I'm. I'm. I'm gonna keep Kevin Love firmly in the back of my mind. Uh, and it's definitely not Lonzo. Um, no, I'm gonna go Kevin Love on this guess. Yeah, you got it. You got it. Wow, I thought you were gonna. Roll right past it. Kevin Love. My easy guess was I won an NBA championship in 2016. So thank you. Uh, yeah. Like that. So that, that definitely would have named it down if I had went someone else, but I'm glad because <laughs> I almost did go uh, Norm. Cause I'm like, Hey, he lives in Oregon now. Poor yeah. It's true. Yeah. 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 He went. Yeah. Okay. Love Oregon. And then to, to UCLA with, with Russ. And I yep. think uh, Drew Holiday too. I think the three of them. Yeah, I believe he was there as well. Yeah. Um, but uh, okay, so you got that one at medium again. I think that's two straight medium yeah. guesses. You got uh, it. That's um, not bad. I'd like I'd like a hard at some point. Yeah. Okay. So next one. I started my career with the my NBA career with the Toronto Raptors. Andrea Bargiani. <laughs> I wish no uh, hard hint. My initials are M T. Matt. No. Well. You said he started his NBA career with them. Yeah. Matt Thomas? Yeah, yeah. Nice, Matty nice. Ice. Let's go. Let's Might have go. been a little bit too easy, but I thought maybe I'd throw you off with the uh, the MT. Um, no way, man. I love that guy. Got. I was one of the leaders on that, uh, you know, that Twitter press for trying to get him more minutes, man. I wrote, yeah, okay, yeah. I wrote an article that when they signed him about saying that he could be like a huge game changer for the, I had that a published, uh, oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. It was one of the first ones I ever had like online, like a publicly published, uh, article. And, uh, you know, obviously didn't Raptors, work out Raptors, Toronto, it up, but looks like, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're missing it right now. Oh, hell yeah. They, uh, yeah, sh- shout out the Raptors, I guess. They did lose to Portland. They were down by, like, fucking yeah. 30. But they came back. They almost won it, but uh, too, too much of a deficit. Man. Oh, my God. Yeah. Disgusting. Oh my God. Disgusting. Um, but they showed good fight. Okay, next one. Uh, impossible. Hint is I'm from South America. Ooh, from South America. Juan Toscano Anderson. I'm pretty sure he's actually <laughs> American. No. Yeah, I think so, too. Yeah. Uh, is that your guess? No. Well, yeah, we can um, that. Okay. let's go to the next one. Yeah. Okay. Hard. Uh, one of my nicknames, according to Basketball Reference, is El Mago, uh, which means the magician. Or is it? Uh, it's oh. either El Mago or El Majo. Is it Jose Calderon? No, no, no. It's current players. Good guess. Oh, but, okay, and okay. he's hey, Spanish. He's he from is, Spain. True. Right. True. True. Uh, he is. Uh, but he is a magician. He's, uh, he's moving into the the Cavs. Yeah, uh, the Cavs. The Cavs. He's front yep, office yep. guy. Yeah. Hey, Good uh, for Jose. I love him. I was almost about to say, uh, I was also going to say R- Ricky Rubio, but also Spanish. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, 
language you got the language um okay should i give you the medium sure yeah yeah go for it okay um let, hold on one second one second, one second i just need to clarify something for this um yeah okay um so it's my second nba season and i was 29 years old during my rookie season okay is it is it season. is it my boy Campazo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, right. Right after. El Mago. Right, right after I passed after that. Again, I was thinking. So there's not that many South American players, and then I thought I was like, I oh, know. Yeah. There we go. See, I should have got that one on medium, but I'll take. I'll take the. I should on whatever it was. Uh, on was that? Yeah. Was that, that that was the medium. That was the medium. That I mean, was the medium. I should have got that one on hard as well. But hey, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done anything worse than medium so far, so I'm feeling pretty strong. Yeah, you haven't got to easy yet, which is good. I I think I didn't make this hard enough. But uh, yeah, Faku, there used to, I feel like there used to be more like Brazilian, Argentinian. He's from Argentina. There was um, a lot of Brazilian they, talent for a while. Because well, they, yeah, they, they had yeah. that uh, golden generation, you know, Scola Barbosa. and obviously Ginobili. And, oh, well, that's Argentina. Uh, Barbosa, yeah. no, Barbosa he was, was Bar- Brazilian. He was Brazilian. Yeah, yeah, but, but it was him, Verjao. Uh, Verjao, Brazilian, was, yeah. There was someone who I'd always be like, they're Brazilian? Uh, who the fuck was it? Oh, that's going to annoy me. There was somebody who played on the Brazilian national team that every year I was like, they, that doesn't make sense to me. Well, because obviously freaking Bruno, Brazilian, Bruno yeah, Bopo, well, yeah, but because yeah. um, cause Argentina with, uh, you know, Scola and, um, oh, I'm forgetting Manu. a few other those. Uh, yeah, Manu, obviously, but like, uh, yeah, I'm forgetting a few other those Argentini, in Argentinian guys, but they, they went and beat the USA and yep. Greece in 2004, won that uh, gold medal which was uh, yeah, an insane run for them, but uh, not so many as, or not quite as many in, in the league today. I honestly can't even think of another Argentinian besides uh, Leo Messi Bucky right now. Leo Messi, you're right, you're right. There he plays go. for the, the, the Lakers, the Nuggets. Yeah, yeah. Um, he did wear a Lakers jersey once, I think, probably. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Every celebrity has at some point. Well, he's, he's with PSG. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're rocking the uh, Jordan uh, yep, logo. Yep. Uh, kit which is uh pretty weird if you ask me but yeah um <laughs> yeah uh, okay last one here matt well we'll see if you get this one so i attended duke university jason tatum no sir uh i'm in my fourth season in the nba and i've started as many games this season as i have the rest of my three seasons before this combined Ooh. okay so a guy who's really just kind of come up in the last couple is it Grayson Allen? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. See, yeah, you got you, it on a hard, baby. I, I will say this. I, I think I, 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 as much as I'd like to shoot my own horn on this, I think because some of these guys were ones we talked about. <laughs> I know. I, I always do things. Already in my mind, I was like, okay, I know, I know. Sounds like this guy and this guy. Like, again, my first pick, Jason Tatum. So I think yeah, the ones I was throwing at you were guys who were like, I was like, okay, yeah, let's talk about the the Mavericks game. And uh, okay, do you remember the Kelly Olynyk game in the second <laughs> round of the East semis? Uh, I mean, I do remember that. Uh, but well, no, my, my easy, my easy hint for uh, Grayson Allen was that I looked like a certain famous American politician. So uh, oh, you know, Ted, Ted yeah. Cruz yeah. look like out here. You, I know you would have gotten that one. Yeah. I think I tend to do that. I'm like, what, what am I going to do? I could do some random guy. No, let's keep it current. And then you always know exactly where I'm going. So I got to be better. I can follow your mind. I track it, man. I'm like the, yeah. I'm like man tracker. If anyone who's not from, Canada I think you're inceptioning me. I think you're yeah. inceptioning me to, to make these ones. Uh, yeah. Uh, I I guess I'd be Leo DiCaprio. I guess would have to be. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyone who's uh not Canadian, look up Man Tracker. Uh, it was a show about a guy 
who used to ride around on a horse and would is that a Canadian show? That's the only Canadian show. Oh my god, legendary, I, legendary like, show. Like people would compete, like random ass people. Would be like, oh, I, I jog, I, I run marathons. I was a or a former marine or something, whatever. Uh, <laughs> and he'll be like, okay, you guys get like a like an hour or something head start, and he chases after them on a horseback with a lasso. And he, I would be so good. People. It's insane. No, you wouldn't. You would get caught <laughs> yeah. immediately. No, Matt, 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 Matt. 100%. No way. I the, would, man tracker tracker would, no. the Man Tracker would get you now. And that guy's probably like 80 years old now. But yeah, there well, is look, no up, way. look up Man Tracker. It was on OLN uh, along with a, was a, a, great lot show. Other, yeah, a lot of other questionable shows on OLN. Uh, <laughs> but everybody, thank you so much for listening to Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, again, the, the month of January has been a, a great one for us. Uh, you guys' support has been awesome. Keep sharing us, uh, recommending us to your friends, social media, uh, at Big Dog Ball Talk. Uh, follow us, share us. Uh, do everything you can to help us out. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're always appreciative. And uh, as fastly as we're growing, we're, we're trying to get more and more content and more and more uh, stuff for you guys to get to, to sink your teeth into. Uh, yeah. So your support will help us get there. So uh, keep on doing and Remember, stay tuned for Wednesday. We're dropping our all-star picks. Me and Matt will make our picks for, for the all-star for game sure. coming up soon. And uh, that, that one will be, yes, yeah, uh, classic hot takes from us. Uh, you'll, you'll, you'll get our lineups and, uh, uh, clearly, we're, you know, our picks are going to be right and we'll, we'll see if the exactly. league follows suit. Cause, uh, you know, we, we, we know what we're talking about. Yeah. A hundred percent. the best basketball minds in the world. Uh, True. we should coach a team. We should start that too. Uh, hashtag Alexandra LeBron, hashtag. Uh, yeah. Hey, you know what? That team shouldn't even have scored a basket. <laughs> uh, that we enjoy. Maybe that's again, one, maybe one of these days we'll just have a shoot the shit episode and we will meet Jordan. We'll sit and reminisce, tell stories that maybe have nothing to do with basketball. Yeah. Uh, why not? Yeah. So if you uh, tell, tell, let us know again, if there's anything you ever want to hear us talk about or cover, uh, we, we want to hear your reaction. Uh, is your team not getting enough play on big dog ball talk? Let us know. Uh, you know, we'll, we'll shut them out. We'll give them uh, a little bit more time on the podcast, but, uh, again, thank you everybody so much for your support. I'm Matt Eichhorn with Jordan Flegel for big dog ball talk. And as my friend Jordan always says, don't get caught by the man tracker. Okay? Don't just get, yeah, I, just I, run. They probably, they probably won like a thousand dollars or something. Yeah. Yeah. Probably nothing. Probably just, just uh, bragging rights. You get to be on TV, but yeah. it's, it's, it's about speed. Yeah. But you also, you, you got to cover your tracks, man. Man tracker sure. will pick up anything. You got to, uh, you know, you know, go through the forest, step on leaves. Don't make mm-hmm. any tracks in the mud. Cause that guy is, is a killer. Go sure, find it, it's facts. I mean, I, I learned a lot about if I ever needed to stalk someone in the woods that showed yeah. up and helped me like identify where I could track them. Uh, I think I, you could maybe be the next man tracker, Matt. Maybe. I mean, I've have have you ever been, been on a horse? Yes. I have. Well, I've been on uh, I was on a horse uh, a couple times as a child. Uh, I fell off of it. It just, they knew I was uh, yeah. a natural and it just fucking sprinted. I remember I was clinging to the side of it, rocking along, <laughs> holding on for dear life. And I finally Dropped, slammed, fucked <laughs> like a fool. Uh, I was probably like 10 years old. Uh, and then I don't think I was on a horse again until uh, uh, I started dating my, uh, my my girlfriend, Savannah, and she has uh, miniature ponies. Uh, don't uh, call her a horse. Her. So we, uh, oh, nice. I, I've, ridden, I've rode those around before. Uh, I, I'm pretty good. Very good. Yeah, I don't think you, I can like, could... jump anything, but I mean, I'd be willing to try. For Man Tracker, all you have to do is slowly like saunter, look down on the ground, hop yeah. off every once in a while. But... I My want last you to be blaring. Work. I don't well, know how to yeah. do that. And I want you to be blaring Old Town Road, the remix with Billy Ray Cyrus. Oh, yeah. Just going down the plains. I'll, I'll I, run for you. I'll, I'll run for you. I was going to say. Go ahead and track me. Yeah. We're, we're going to get our we're gonna get our YouTube. That'll be our next special yeah. episode. Yeah. Our next, our next special. I man track Jordan. See you in the woods, baby.